Welcome everyone to That Kind of Nerds Podcast, a weekly show where we tell you what is going on in the nerdy world. I am CJ Mellon, joined today by Brian Thornton. One one half of the Bernstein's. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Fortunately, Josh is away a on a the, family. The other Bernstein is out on a business trip right now. He couldn't make it. You just, you just have me. I did bring some red wine over, though, oh. if you guys want to enjoy some of that. You don't want me cooking. Josh is the one who does the casserole. He's really good at that. I would just burn the entire podcast down if it were me. Oh, and, and by the way, you know, Josh is so feverishly working. Uh, you know, after he made the casserole, he needed to rush right back out and uh, talk to some investors. Which, speaking of investors, you can actually invest in this podcast, uh, That Kind of Nerd, through our Patreon. Go ahead, CJ. Uh, that Kind of Nerd is sponsored only by you, the listeners. You can help support us by going to patreon.com slash that kind of nerd. If that's too confusing for you just go to that kind of nerd.com and there's a link right there thank you so much uh, for all your support and we're going to talk about that at the end of the episode as well mr thornton mr mellon we talked a couple weeks ago about the ducktales reboot coming to disney xd uh, it is awesome if you want to hear about it you can go ahead and just find the uh, woohoo episode that i'll have in the show notes uh, but the amazing casting list has just gotten better it just it's another step we got some new cast members added to the show and i'm curious to hear what you think did about we now yes well, we why did you, why don't you read them off let's hear it let's do it <laughs> are, are you all right no i'm not let's do it let's hear it what, who do we got who do we got so we also got the casting news for donald duck uh the one and only and it's done by the uh the voice that's been doing it since 1986 uh tony anzelmo i don't know how to Brennan's his last name. You're not going to look it up. You're not going to. No, no. And, and Zelmo uh, sounds about right. And I mean, yeah, that's per- obviously perfect. Guy's been doing it forever. I don't think he's ever stopped doing it. I think he does it for like Mickey Mouse Club and, and all of that crap. Uh, and uh, if you are a- pretty sure he does it on the Kingdom Hearts game. Too. I, I think I think you're right. Uh, and the other person that we got cast was uh, Gyro Gearloose. Who was like Scrooge's okay. inventor, like his resident inventor? Was that was was that in the original show? I I honestly don't know. I can't remember. I don't think I don't remember a Gyro Gearloose. Uh, but hey, it's it's there, and it's everyone's favorite TV dean, Jim Rash, ladies and gentlemen, is cast. Oh, and then Happy Halloween. That's great. Goldie Old Guilt, which is a Scrooge's love interest. By the wonderful Allison Janney, C.J. Craig from The West Wing. Okay, there we go. Got her. Wow. I know who she is now. I, uh, That's awesome. Uh, there's some some other uh, cast names in there, but those are like the the, the big. So so the Doctor and C.J. are gonna kind of do a little thing. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna have yeah. a little. They're gonna have a little. Uh, the Doctor's gonna dance a, a little yeah. bit in the the press conference. Room? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, there's also good for them. There's also other people that are going to be uh, coming into play. Uh, Paul F. Tompkins, if you know him, he's a great comedian. Uh, he's going to come in. He's going to play one of the rivals to Donald Duck. Uh, there's going to be a lot of fantastic things coming out of here. Donald Duck's only rival is his anger issues. <laughs> they have it as Gladstone Gander. That name sounds familiar. I think that's from the original. Gladstone series. Gander is going to be Paul F. Tompkins. Uh, there's more in it. I would definitely check out the show notes, but man, I mean, with a name like Disney, right? I mean, we were all expecting okay casting for a kid show on Disney XD, but they're pulling out all the stops, man. They, they've got some fantastic this, people on this cast. This is a pretty solid cast, but honestly, I mean, uh, this is I only big news tales. to adults. Kids won't give a crap about it. Let's, 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 but let's be real. I love DuckTales. Ooh. I am 
only excited about this show coming back because I'm hoping Darkwing Duck comes back because of it. How great would that be? Well, listen, with all the Emmy winners and and all the people who have won tons of awards, the cast list is top notch. I just want to see the terror that flaps in the night again. <laughs> it's it's that's all I want. It's probably gonna, I want the kernel of popcorn that's constantly getting stuck in my teeth. <laughs> but it's probably going to happen, man. It's really good. This duck that'd be awesome. This Ducktales uh, show coming to Disney XD uh, this summer is is ah uh, can't come soon enough. I'm so excited for it. Get a whole whole new generation hooked on the on the family. Hopefully. We can only hope. Come on. More importantly, I need to go back and buy all the old seasons. If the same group of kids are watching Girl Meets World, they'll watch DuckTales. Girl Meets World just got canceled. Oh, yes, it did. That's not a very good argument. No, but it was on for three seasons. And if they'll watch that for three seasons, they'll watch DuckTales till they're old and they have kids. I feel like the people who were watching Girl Meets World were the people that were our age. And I think that's the same trap you could fall into this one. It's like... Everybody who's going to be watching it is our age and above because we grew up on DuckTales. Yeah, but we have the power to buy things, which means advertisers like that. We do have the power of bad things. We do. We have the money to buy things. But they're not advertising for iPads yeah. and iPhones. Well, listen, they're, well, advertising, well, they're advertising for the Super Soaker XXL. Club Penguin. Um, oh, Club don't, Penguin. Don't knock Pl- Club Penguin. That game is, uh, the game's great. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> All right. We also have some uh, some movies. And you know what? I've, I've made this a lot easier. I have been thinking about the times that we've done the blockbuster and the times that we talk about trailers that come out. And I wanted to get a nice, easy way to consolidate them for you. So I made a playlist on our YouTube channel. And we also have it on our website. So you can just go uh, to YouTube.com slash That Kind of Nerd. Catch up on some old episodes of That Kind of Nerd if you're new to it. But also see our trailers that we're talking about for every episode. So I made a playlist together. and it's- Wow, CJ. That's really convenient. I, I tell me more. I aim for convenience. If you're also if you're a member of Patreon, you get access early. I'm just saying there is this awesome trailer that's on there about the manhunt for the Unabomber. It's got Sam Worthington in it. It's got a fantastic uh, cast. Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany's right? right. Paul Bettany's the Unabomber. Yeah, you've got a uh, uh, what's the lady, the lady from Glee? Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch is in it. A, a, like a really great cast. It looks so gripping. It's a mini series event. It's on the Discovery Channel, out of all places. No, I mean, no, that makes sense. Well, I mean, Discovery is own. I mean, they own History Channel. They own TLC. They own a whole bunch of stuff. I'm not surprised. I mean, I, talking about just the trailer alone, I watched it. It, it looks good. It looks interesting, especially if you were alive during that time and remember all of this stuff happening. I- um, See, I don't, and I still find it very interesting. Well, I mean, we were we were pretty we were young really when young. this was going on. Like, I remember the one bombing, and that's about it. But this um, this is coming right off the heels of freaking the People versus OJ Simpson. Yeah, but that was this HBO. Ex- r- no, that wasn't HBO. That was FX, if I recall correctly, and. The success of that and the Emmy-winning awards of that is like, hey, we can do a gritty miniseries about real-life events and get a lot of attention for it. I'm sure that's what this is a response to. It was... Tell me I was right. I'm looking at that right, right? Hold on. Uh, it, it was, was FX. It was FX. Whoa! Walking IMDb and strikes Brian again. And sinks it again. <laughs> Didn't even watch that show. The other trailer that we have on there is Lucky Logan. And, dude... 
This trailer no. had no. really no no. You're passing no. on this? No, I'm passing. I'm 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 actually I'm actually actually yeah hard passing. On no that. way. No desire. There's no reason I want to watch Rednecks try to do Ocean Eleven. I'll just watch Ocean's Eleven. But we're talking like Katie Holmes, Seth MacFarlane, uh, uh, don't Channing care, Tatum, don't care. Hillary Swank. I hate Channing Tatum. Daniel Craig as Joe Bang. There is a bunch of actors in this movie that I do not okay, care about unless dude, they are Bond Daniel, or... Daniel Craig's character is awesome, and I had to do a triple take when they first show him. I'm like, is that... That's not... CJ. That's not Dave. CJ. CJ, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Is he James Bond in this? No. Then I don't care. It's the first movie where Adam Driver feels in place as like a guy who doesn't do anything really much. Oh, yeah. Another actor that I don't... I don't like Adam Driver either, but he's... there. It's not that I don't... It's not that I don't like these people. I like I have liked things that they have been in. I just don't care. They, they are not names that when I hear, oh, Channing Tatum's got a new movie out, I gotta go, I gotta see that. Never. Never. This movie looks this, great. I don't know, dude. This looks it, fantastic. State your case, sir, because I'm not sold. So we're we're talking about adding so the humor that happens in the Oceans movie is good, right? It's it's good humor when it happens. Are you asking me a question or are you just making a statement? I'm I'm uh, both. I want affirmation that you agree that the humor in the Ocean's movie is the good. The humor in Ocean's the Ocean's movie is fantastic. <laughs> okay, good. Because I, I, of those three people. I, exactly. Channing Tatum is a hilarious guy. 21 he is not George Clooney. I, I agree he's not George Clooney. He's also a little fatter in this movie on purpose. This movie looks like it's got the perfect amount of whimsical. It's got the perfect amount of of a heist movie, and also what could possibly go wrong? Like it's those three things intersecting that are going to make this a a really compelling story. I think you're going to regret the hard pass, just pass, but you'll eventually see this movie, and I think it'll come around to my way of thinking that this looks I great. Highly doubt it. Do you know the tagline for this is? What has two brothers, three arms, and one incredible plan? Well, it's Lucky Logan. It's so good. It looks so funny. I can't believe you're against this movie. I'm. I, I'm. I, I'm just. It doesn't interest me, and I. I don't want to fall asleep in the theater like Josh does. I just. This does not. It. 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 it, it it looks like they took Ocean's Eleven, they wrapped it in some Trailer Park Boys like wrapping paper <laughs> and said, here's your movie. And I love Ocean's Eleven. I don't give a shit about Trailer Park Boys. And I just, I, I don't see the merit. If I wanted to see a heist movie, I would watch the Ocean's movies. Right. I love heist movies. I know you I do. I love them. And I, I wanted to really like this trailer. And it's just got a cast that I don't care about. It's got this redneck humor that I don't find funny. I am just not bought in, and, and I just don't care. I don't care that K- it's probably Katie Holmes' first movie in six years since you know she had her kid. I don't care. I never liked her to she's, begin with. She's out from underneath Tom Cruise's thumb. You're not allowed to make movies. No, she's out. She's out from under her rock, which is great. I'm I'm very happy for her. I've never liked her as an actress to begin with, and as and as much as I enjoy Channing Tatum movies, you're watching Dawson's Creek, and you're not like, come on. You're crying with Katie Holmes when she gets hurt by P- Pacey. You know you're doing it. 
the fact that you know their names is a little disturbing, and you made fun of me all, for watching Pretty Little All Lies. I know is Pacey and Dawson. Uh-huh. That's it. There's the only uh-huh. two I know. Uh-huh. I I, re- okay. I can't tell you her character name. Do you know her character's that's, name? No, that's that's fine. No, I'd have to IMDb it because I never watched Dawson's Creek. Just saying, cultural references. I don't I don't care. Right, about When we talk about a movie that we don't care about, hard passing and falling asleep in, and this is going to hurt Josh's feelings. It's Wind River, and the reason it's going to hurt Josh's feeling is one word. Or two words, really. One person. Jeremy Renner. Is this the one with him and Elizabeth Olsen? It's like... (sighs) I... I... Let me me give you the context of this. They're in Alaska. I feel bad for not wanting to see this movie. Let me just put it that way. They're in Alaska. A woman gets murdered? Uh, Jeremy Renner's like, she ain't ain't died natural cause. She murdered... Elizabeth Olsen is like, oh, there's only you know, like four people in this town. How are we going to hunt down the killer? And then, you know, the woods in Alaska. It looks so boring. I like I don't care. I don't care why this woman. It doesn't it doesn't have to be boring. I've seen I've seen plenty of movies with the same type of concept that trying to solve a, mil- a murder, or catch a killer in this remote place where it's extremely hard to retain evidence and things like that. And that stuff can be gripping. Can you, this trailer did nothing. Can you give want, me one of those movies? I can't think of a movie uh, with that premise that I've actually like retained the information. Of. Um, I, I, to be honest with you, I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I remember certain scenes of certain movies that were that, like that, that right there kind of proves my point. <laughs> No, you're right. You're right. But but my point is that storyline in general can be gripping. It, it can be done well. This trailer did not do it any justice. And as much as I love Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch, I'm not I'm probably not going to see this. Yeah, it was two Avengers in, in one movie. The Avengers in the mountains. <laughs> it's it's the, the two Avengers that no one really like understands all the way in in a movie together. In, What's not to understand about Hawkeye? Some people just don't like him. I don't know what to tell he you. He plays eighteen. He shoots eighteen. He gets <laughs> a little bored sometimes. That's what he does. All right. Here's the the next trailer, which was a uh, American Assassin. And um, oh yes, this looks good. Re- okay, I'm stoked for this. Can you sell me I know on this you're movie? Because so I'm on the fence. Can I sell you on this movie? Yes, please. Um. You know what this movie reminds me a lot of? Uh, uh, it reminds me of Spy Game with Robert Redford and Brad Pitt. Go on. You have this kind of new, uh, younger generation who is not familiar with the spy world, right? Right. Kind of thrust into this. He, he Whatever reasoning he has for going into it is irrelevant. He... <sighs> He needs to be trained by the older, more rugged guy who's been around the block a couple times, was, and that's Michael Keaton in this. Movie. Wasn't there a movie with Al Pacino with this with the CIA? Was it the the that's the recruit? The recruit. And, and and which I was a ripoff you, of you, the Robert Redford movie? No, it wasn't a ripoff. It was two completely different movies. Okay, the recruit was 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 very much like Al Pacino. Spoilers for the recruit that's been <laughs> ten years old. So if you didn't see spoilers it, spoilers for I'm a sorry. super old movie. But the the recruit was this like who who do you trust type of thing like you know throughout the training process of the CIA. Spy Game was about this this mission uh, that Robert Redford does at, at the at the end of his career. Right? Spoilers for Spy Game if you haven't seen it. And it's also fifteen years old. He does this this mission at the end of 
of this movie, and, and the movie is primarily told in, in flashbacks, right, of him finding Brad Pitt, of him training Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt making the one mistake of falling in love with this girl and getting kidnapped and captured, and the American government won't go find him. So Robert Radf- Redford does this blacklist, black ops mission to to this, go ahead and do that. This all sounds great, but, I mean, that sounds like we have two movies that do something like this. Why? I mean, do we need a new modern telling of this? It's, it, well, I mean, it's been over a decade since both those movies have been out, and I think Michael Keaton is completely – A. I mean, this guy's back on his A game. He's no longer yeah. – you know, he's no longer known as Batman and Mr. Mom. Like, this guy is, is back with a vengeance, and he's an awesome actor. I'm really excited to see what he does in this role. Um, what's the the, the younger guy's name? I, Dylan I, something? I honestly couldn't tell you. He was in he was in the Maze Runner. He was in uh, the some other thing. Oh, that's I him? Think. I'm pretty sure that's the main, guy, main kid from Maze Runner. Oh, all right. But, uh, I mean, it, it's going to be an interesting interesting kind of story and, and relationship between the two of them he's he's extremely driven here's how this is different from those other two movies he's driven by something terrible that happened that is causing him to try and completely dismantle this terrorist cell right and you know there's going to be a moment where he gets in over his head and you know michael keaton's gonna have to bail him out and i'm, I'm interested to see that um <coughs> excuse me but on top of that you're gonna have the the whole CIA, I don't know who you to trust. Do I trust you? Is this, you know, the right guy? What's this guy's real motivations? Like it, it's gonna be cool. I'm I'm super I'm I'm not super excited. Like I'm, I'm but I think this is gonna be a really good movie and I'm totally gonna, you know, invest my time into it. All right. The the last movie that Did we I had, sway you at all? I feel better. I, I'm not sold all the way, but I do feel like I'll probably give this a better chance than than what I was. The final movie right. on this playlist is one that I squeed for. I thought this was awesome. It's called American Made. It's starring Tom Cruise. And <laughs> it, Tom Cruise, is, it's straggling the, the line of like, I'm the guy that see after his success from The Mummy. Uh, listen, leave The Mummy. Well, God, we'll leave The Mummy out of this for right now. But, uh, you know, it's the a guy who gets hired to work for the CIA, the DEA, and the cartel, right? There's a guy who gets to live on both sides of the law, get paid for it in the middle. And the the opening scene to this trailer is hilarious. He's flying this plane. He gets ordered to, to, to land down by a fighter jet, Cr- crashes down like the middle of a residential area, comes out of the plane covered in cocaine, gives, uh, sees his kid on a bike, goes, here's, here's for the damage, hands him a wad of money, uh, here's for your bike. And he takes his bike and he goes, he goes, you never seen me, and drives away. And then the rest of it kind of explains the whole story. It looks hilarious. It looks really gripping. Looks like there's going to be a lot of good action in there. Uh, and I cannot wait to see this movie. And I don't care what anybody says. This movie looks great. It looks like War Dogs. It, but good War Dogs. Did you see War Dogs? Yeah, but no, I didn't. That kind of proves my point, too. I mean, come on, man. Like, but Tom Cruise sells the Cruise. tickets, bro. This Tom, Tom Cruise is, is a person that I usually go, oh, that's got Tom Cruise in it. I'll go see it. So I mean I mean I'm gonna go see it, but I, I, I we'll see. I don't know. This movie looks great. Okay. There's no dark universe so. it's setting up. It's just one story, then he moves on. Here's here's Oh my you thing. don't know. Maybe maybe this is <laughs> the, the start of the dark universe. Maybe he gets on this plane, gets high on coke, ends up finding a mummy somewhere, <laughs> and then it picks up right with the, where the mummy begins and yeah. It's the prequel it's to a the mess. Mummy. 
Uh, it is a prequel. Here's the, here's the thing. I read a very interesting article. I have to find it to link it in the show notes. But it says Tom Cruise needs to stop playing the good guy and needs to start playing bad guys. And I'm kind of down with that. And yeah. him straddling the morally gray is a step in that direction. And I'm hoping this movies like that can kind of push him over. So one day we just get Tom Cruise the villain. Uh, which I think would be great because he's menacing. I mean, even his his bit in Tropic Thunder when he plays like a, the antagonist uh, is really good. I, I think. What do I think? <laughs> I I I love Tom Cruise. I love seeing him be you know the the superstar action Ethan Hunt hero. Um. He he does a lot of morally gray stuff. The Jack Reacher stuff is pretty like kind of morally gray. No, in but the at middle. the end of the day, it's but at the I end of the day, he's the he's the good guy. I get it. I get it. I think it'd be really cool to see him be a villain. I absolutely agree with you. Um, you agree I, with the person who said that thought? I'm just echoing there. I I agree with the person that you read who said that. Whoever you may be, sorry, I didn't if you care, you. I agree. What are you going to see? American made though. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, not in the theater. So of these... This is not something I'm going to rush out to the theater to see. So of this list, right, what is the one that excites you the most? American Assassin excites me the most, but I, I don't think I would rush out to the theater to see any of these movies. These are all things I can wait for video on demand see, or, or Blu-ray. I'm going to watch this Unabomber thing on Discovery <laughs> Channel, like, immediately. Go for it. I, I can't yeah. I can't wait. To, I think that's amazing. And, and I think in August when American Made comes out, those are the two that excited me the most. All right, so now that we're done talking about uh, the, the trailers, I want to talk a little bit about uh, E3 that just happened. It's a big gaming uh, conference that happens every year. It's actually open to the public, as we talked about, so it was a really cool experience for some people who got to go. But, Brian, I would love to get your tech perspective on what happened here at E3. <laughs> so, listen, there, there's so much that happened. I mean, we could spend like an hour and a half. We, we can. I, I, I really don't want to. No. I, I just want to spend... I just want to. I just want to talk about the things that kind of jumped out at me. Yeah, can, and, and there. Walk me through because I fell out of the gaming world for a while because you know I have a kid, uh, so my gaming experience is really limited. So I'd like to kind of know what's going on and and what's happening. Can you can you give me a little brief, a little rundown from all the major players? <laughs> um, I, I I I could tell you. I, I you know the reason I'm struggling is that I was not impressed with E3 this year. I'm That's really fine. sorry. There was a couple things that was really cool. But overall, I was not overly enthused um, by the majority of it. So, uh, so here, here, here's what I got from Microsoft. Microsoft unveiled the Project Scorpio, which was a like their the next Xbox thing, and they unveiled it and they called it the Xbox One X. Which st- stop, whoever is in charge of marketing for that, I'm so sorry. Pack your knives and go. Get out of here. Like, what are you doing? Um, did you make a top yeah, chef? Yeah, I did. Reference? I made a top chef reference. Let that happen. Is it sad that you did that or that I knew what it was? Both. Uh it's gonna be coming out in November. And listen, here's the thing. It's it's what, $499? Right? It's like five hundred dollars? Yeah, it's five hundred bucks. Okay, so here here's my thought on this. It's a lot of money. It's it's more expensive than the PlayStation 4, right? Uh it is a 4K, like all, super actual 4K Xbox thing. They're supposed to they're taking a dig at Sony for that. Uh here's my honest take on this. Microsoft is not really doing well on the Xbox. They're getting their ass kicked by by Sony and, and PlayStation. Uh, that I think they can afford to make this box a hundred dollars more because the people who will buy it makes them a little more money. 
uh, and Xbox and Microsoft as a whole, I mean, they could just use a couple extra bucks, but they're not like drowning. So, I mean, it's not going to really kill the whole business they'll, if they don't they'll have get it. The, they'll get the diehard Xbox fans to buy it, and that's it. Like, I don't yeah, see they, what their end game is. And they, the, the only other thing that they really did of, of significance was they did um, this uh, Sea of Thieves pirate-themed MMO. They did Forza uh, 7. Forza is like the biggest driving game. They did the Forza 7. There, I'm and I'm quiet because I'm trying to find the name of this game. The only thing that actually interested me is it the Metro it Anthem? Exodus Anthem. Yep, Anthem. It was Anthem. Anthem was the only thing in Xbox's uh, conference this year that was like, oh, that's really cool. <laughs> if you watch the gameplay trailer, so it, what it looks is like? So what is Anthem? What 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 the heck is it? I, well, I mean, I really couldn't gather a ton from the trailer or anything, but I, I could tell you that it, it's. It's another sci-fi shooter, third person, um, but it's really cool in the fact that like it, it, it seems like more of a co-op game, and you're like in these. The only way I can describe it is like Iron Man esque suits that you kind of fly around and go through, and it's it seen that you've got like the guy who kind of just his sole. Uh, his sole purpose is to kind of fly in, do some very like really quick precision killing and then fly out. Right. And then you got this guy who's like the bruiser who does a lot of rockets and explosions and things like that. But it, it looks gorgeous. It looks really great. And this was done by the same group of people who did the original Mass Effects, right? All three Mass Effects. Yeah. So and I'm drawing a not the Andromeda on the ones because that one sucks. But no, the original drawing a blank on the name. Yeah, but the original three Mass Effects. So that's a good team going behind it. And here, here's honestly the thing: I have an Xbox One. I got the Day One edition. I regret it wholeheartedly. I do. I know. Uh, I really do. And we'll talk about why in just a few minutes. Uh, Microsoft is just saying, "Hey, we're here for 4K gaming. If you're a 4K gamer, if you're a huge Xbox guy, we already have you. You're not leaving." Uh, here's a few things to make you happy. We're going to do more cross compatibility, like they, they, but Sony, you're not going to do it. So they can't seem to tell people why their 4K is a hundred dollars better than Sony's. 4K. I agree. Again, that's my problem. Again. It's just like it's it's 4K or like there's no there's no now with extra 4K. Why 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 this is five hundred dollars? It is not worth that money. Yeah, especially if you can't tell me why it's worth that money. So, so uh, no thank. But you. but at the end of the day, Microsoft doesn't need to do that. So whatever, they're Microsoft. They'll live. Let's talk about Nintendo because they had a let's, they had a, let's a lot talk about Nintendo. They had a lot to talk about. Uh, a lot Nintendo's of Nintendo's conference. Um, Nintendo's conference pretty much confirmed every reason I bought my Switch, and I'm excited. What are the um, three biggest takeaways from the Nintendo conference? You want me to limit it to three? Because that's that's going to be rough. I do. Give me three reasons why the Nintendo conference mattered. Well, let, let's first start with the fact that Super Mario Odyssey, we got a, a, a an awesome gameplay trailer. Um, it comes out in August, and, and it looks it just looks fun. It looks, I mean, dude, it's Mario. <laughs> Someone else said so. it's, it's like GTA meets Mario, where instead of killing people, you throw their hat at them and you take them over, and like you got to make them do their bidding. It seems like they're going into this uh, like reality warping like dimension hopping thing i don't know i just know it's mario i know i'm gonna have a lot of fun with it and i know it comes out soon here's the thing that nintendo did that neither xbox or sony could do this year and it was hey here are our games and they're gonna be out within the next few months and, and into next year so i mean i'm excited for that 
they announced a uh, legitimate Pokemon game for the Switch, not a Pokemon tournament, not a Pokemon Snap. Like, this is supposed to be, like, a legitimate RPG Pokemon game that you would normally play on, like, a handhold console. So that's that's exciting as well. And I would say my, my third biggest excitement from Nintendo's conference is the fact that we're getting a Metroid we're getting two Metroid games. We're getting a 2D one for the 3DS, and we're getting a um, a Metroid 4 on the Switch. And the thing about Metroid is I, I love the concept. I love the character, but the, it, the execution has been piss poor for a long time. I think the last really good Metroid game was on GameCube. So I'm excited yeah. to see this happen. I'm hoping it's really good. And again, it's it's the same thing you just said. It's confirmation to everyone who got the Switch, right, that you made the, a good choice with this. Nintendo does the thing they always do with, hey, here's something really cute. Here's something really weird, and I hope you're happy with it. Uh, everything will be great. Uh, so again, just Nintendo being Nintendo, and they can burn money till the end of time, and they'll, they'll never die. I mean, before we get into Sony, because I, I want to end Sony on a, a particular thing. Um, we got some random other games out of EA and Bethesda and things like that too. I mean, we saw a trailer for The Evil Within Two, which is a psychological horror game, kind of like Resident Evil meets Silent Hill. For anybody who is interested in those games at all, I'm a huge horror game fan. Believe it or not, I'm not a fan of horror movies, but for some reason, I really I was just about to say, yeah, I, you're. Not- if they're done right, they're really they're really good if they're done right. And, and you know, Resident Evil gets it. You know, Fatal Frame gets it. I think right. Evil Within is going to be great. Um, so I, I'm excited for that. And I would be remiss, even though I'm never going to play them, if I didn't mention the fact that we got a, a new Battlefront, uh, a new, not Battlefront, uh, we did get Battlefront, but I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Call of Duty World War II. Yeah, this looks great. This is like that. going back to some of the roots of of what made Call of Duty and all these games. And really that's popular. the only thing that that makes me excited. Yeah, stop putting it in space and give me weapons that'll never happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm sick of the modern warfare, the future warfare crap. Like the games that I, the Call of Duty that I grew up playing was the World War II stuff. So it's really cool to see them go back to that. But uh, we got the the Star Wars Battlefront. Uh, legitimate multiplayer trailer you got to see like you can fight with droids now which is pretty cool i'm excited for that um far cry 5 was also announced um which that's got a I, lot of weird buzz not going my around cup it. of tea but it's got a lot of weird buzz because it's got a lot of controversy going on around about it because yeah. of the concept of the game being uh, a cultist terrorist group in america that you're taking out and regardless of the 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 uh feathers it is ruffled it looks like a pretty legit game i don't think i'm gonna play it but it it looks like i i definitely understand the person who does want to play it the other thing i saw too that had again same ruffling of feathers but by the way the feathers who this ruffled are assholes uh was wolfenstein 2 it looks a little bit like fallout with like a really cool premise of like um, a man in the high tower together uh it looks like a really interesting game it's by bethesda so you had me at bethesda uh, that's something that I was like, well, I may pick this up and and play this. Yeah, w- Wolfenstein definitely looks interesting. I'm not I'm not gonna lie, but I mean, with with, with how many games are coming out, it, it's really gotten to the point for me where I I have to pick and choose pretty pretty uh, extensively. So we'll see. That might be something I put on the back burner. 
So let's move on to something that's the obvious thing that you're going to pick up, right? Because you said there's so many games coming out. There's one thing that we have to talk about, and and then the rest of it we'll talk about with Sony. But this play, this Sony exclusive Spider-Man game, which is right now just titled Spider-Man PS4, looks beyond amazing. I, I don't have words to describe it. I think my exact reaction was I sent you the trailer and I said, stop what you're doing and watch this right now. Yeah. Yeah, and let me let me preface this with something because we had a we had a small uh, powwow before we recorded our, our episode uh, with Josh before he left, and Josh goes, "That looked good. I'll never play it because the mechanics of it require that you are Spider Man, uh, and it's just way too complicated for him. But everything about this game just screams Spider Man fanboys made this game. They are going to play this game. It was made outside of the Marvel." Uh, cinematic universe and it's just about actual spider-man and you are going to love this game it is everything that you loved about the arkham series married married oh, with everything you love about every other spider-man that is game. a great way to phrase that i know you it's great wonderful bastard and i i am a word when i talked sir. about my picking the the xbox one uh, originally and how i'm going to regret that i regret it because of this game now and it's made me want to go out and buy a playstation like i i i, I have to get a playstation to play this game if it you didn't re- have like sixteen thousand other reasons uh, to want to play again before. remember i'm not a big gamer like so the xbox worked for me i gotta play the major games i gotta play with my brothers when we play online but man i need a playstation for this even if it's just for one game i'm buying a whole console to play one game is this spider it's worth it, it. fantastic it is absolutely worth it it looks awesome it looks it's gorgeous the entire 10 minutes is actual gameplay footage and it looks amazing and it seamlessly transitions from movie to gameplay to from just a, a, a one floor level based uh, system into open world where you're chasing this helicopter down as it's destroying half the city city and it's it looks awesome and breathtaking. The only thing I really don't know enough about and I really hope they get right is Everything gameplay-wise looks there. You've got the stealth that has been missing from nearly every Spider-Man game where you can really silently move in, take out a couple thugs, and, you know, you can take them out silently and from the rafters, or you can jump in and, and use your Spider-Sense and, and just do all these crazy counters. I don't know if you can notice, guys. And, Brian's geeking out real hard about this. And... <laughs> And you made me lose my train of thought. Um, and, and it, it goes it, and it goes beautifully into some awesome quick time events into this open world environment. The only thing that I don't know enough about that I hope they get right is the story. It's no, got to be a strong, compelling every, story. The fact that, so here's the thing: they showed this off two years ago. They talked about this game, and they kind of made it known that they're not going to release this game until it's ready. The people involved behind it love Spider-Man. They are getting help with Marvel. Marvel's actually pitching in on this. Uh, Again, it's not connected to the movies. It's not Tom Holland doing the voice. It's its own separate thing, but Marvel's pitching in. Brian, I don't think you have anything to worry about. This is going to be one of the best comic book video games ever. I'm going to go on a limb that far. 
It looks like it. I really hope so. And I'm super, super excited. And I was smart three years ago and I bought a PlayStation 4, so I have one. So if you want to hear more about uh, the the gaming conferences, we can definitely cover that in another episode. I think that's enough for, for this week. Uh, there's so much more. So uh, if there's something that you want us to talk about that we didn't cover, you can always email us at podcast at com or hit us up on Twitter and Facebook to search that kind of nerd. Uh, I do want to cover one little other part that was about Spider-Man, and that is a really cool uh, chatty toy from uh, Sphero. You may know them as the company that made that BB-8 droid that you could move around, and I think you could use, like, the Force, quote-unquote, to, like, control You can it. actually I, – they also did an update where it'll watch Force Awakens with you and kind of react to what's happening on the screen and everything. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Uh, they released a chatty Spider-Man toy uh, that is yeah, – Listen, the way they they're they're phrasing this is kind of like you know how you can talk to like a, a Siri or a, uh, an Echo uh, and have like little banter with it. It's basically that. Uh, this was really cool. It tells a lot of corny jokes. It can have a lot of conversations. It seems to be a little hit and miss when you like you talk to it though. But uh, it looks great. What what, do you, what did you think about this toy? Because when you sent it to me, I was like, I must have this thing now. I, I was as as well, I must have this thing. I actually showed it to the three co-workers. I'm like, you better prepare. It's going to be on my desk. Like, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm I know it's geared towards children. I get that, but I'm going to get one just because A, it's Spider-Man. B, it just looks fun. It looks like a, a, a just a, a cute little toy. There's some also, I mean, yeah, it, it's supposed to be able to hold a conversation with you for, for the most part. And clearly when you do, you know, voice recognition and things like that, there, there are some flaws. So I, I'm not expecting it to be perfect. What I am expecting it to be is just some fun, cute little thing that I can say, hey, tell me a joke and it'll tell me some terrible joke. Um, oh no! It's a Peter a, Parker nice, joke. That is like quintessential. It, it's a it, it is a quintessential Peter Parker joke. It is you know, and it'll tell you stories. I saw another trailer, which I don't think I saw with you. <clears throat> I don't think I showed it to you. Somebody hits the button. And they go, "Hey, let's fight bad guys." And he's like, "All right, there's a bank robbery happening down at Midtown Bank right now. Let's go!" And you yeah. hear like this like fighting music and stuff. And he goes, "Hey, we're here to make a withdrawal of felons." And like. <laughs> Come on, like it, it seems like fun. You could say to it, you you hit the chest, uh, the chest emblem, and go, "Hey, guard my room." And he's like, "Hey, I got it." And like then the next scene they show is like their pet iguana, like kind of yeah. going up again. He's like, "There's an intruder here," and like it, it's it seems like fun. But there's some other like app capabilities. Yeah, so it'll, your iOS or you can Android get an device. iOS and Android app, and it can kind of help with other interactions uh, with with your voice. Uh, and uh, the other thing too that they say it's hey privacy we're not going to like listen to you the whole time it's only it's when not you- recording the whole time yeah, it's, it's only listening to you when you you're using the app or you hit the button it, it's just it's just fun it's, and it's it's it, retail for one forty nine ninety it's coming so. out I, I probably by the time you listen to this probably like right now uh, I don't think yeah. I, I don't think we got a solid release date they say that it has over the thing I read was it was two weeks before the movie which would so probably it would be like right now yeah. uh, it says that it has over 100 uh, comic books worth of content h- hidden with tons of Easter eggs. So if you're a huge Spider-Man fan or have someone uh, in your life that this would be great for, uh, go check it out. As I Brian said, it is $149.99, but damn, it's worth every penny. This thing looks awesome, and I want more of these. I want a Batman one. I want them all. I want just go bananas and give me everything. I also found – so as you guys know, I also like to go around the internet, just find some of the weird things that are going on, and I like to get Brian's feedback, and I like to get his tech perspective on what's going on. 
That is no, not the theme. Even when Josh isn't here, it's not the theme. So a free library is prop is popping up in Detroit and other cities that is shaped like the TARDIS. Uh, so you can come in, it opens up, it's full of books. You can go ahead and kind of pick and choose what's going on. So it's it's spreading the love of Doctor Who, it's spreading the love of reading throughout the people of the great state of Michigan. Uh, this was pretty cool because it's a, it's a free library. I mean, when you saw this, uh, what did you think about it? I was just curious if it was bigger on the inside. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you, you went for the easy joke. Of course I went for the easy joke. That's what I do. I am the Peter Parker of this podcast. So, so here's, my, here's my question to you, Ryan. Uh, obviously, while we love books, right? I, I don't read. Right. We're not big readers. So, if, Does it have any books that has Batman in it? I don't know. If, then I won't be. If this could come up and have something completely different inside of it, what do you wish your mysterious TARDIS would be filled with? I, I I I need to ask some follow up questions. <laughs> is it in fact bigger on the inside, or is it just the the square footage of that police box? Um, you could. F- it is bigger, but not. Can big it enough. be like the entrance to a speakeasy, where like I go in and like it's like a giant building afterwards? Well, okay, so you would do like a pop up speakeasy. I would do something like that, or like a. Uh, arcade i was just gonna say for me it would it would be yeah okay so so let's let's go to this so here here are the rules i'll, I'll give you a little bit of it, it's like half tardis capacity so it's it is indeed bigger on the inside but it's not bigger than a uh like a like a basement okay so if i could do this i would have it open up into our dream what? no go ahead i think go ahead I would have it open up into our dream scenario where that kind of nerd has opened a restaurant slash bar slash arcade, and that's what would be in there. It would be the barcade, but in, in TARDIS form, it pops up in different cities, and it kind of goes on tour. Yeah, sure. Why the heck not? You, by the way, are a son of a bitch, because that's exactly that it's exactly what I would kind of hope for. <laughs> uh, I mean, the... Uh. the no, that's it. I can't even think of anything else. I mean, I've been trying to think of a different example of, of what it could be, but uh, yeah, no, it's definitely something that uh, I, I know I would make. It I happen. mean, it could also be like a, a comic book store or like a gaming. No, like, no, uh, it, no, it's a barcade. It's the size of a basement. It's exactly right. It's the right answer. That's what I'm looking for. You know what I'm looking for? I'm looking to walk through that TARDIS and walk into the like the front of the Foot Clan uh, base from turtles one right the, with like the skateboard the, ramp and all the arcade like the airbnb that we saw the other week and it's just right it's just and that. like sam rockwell gives me cigarettes if i want them like that's <laughs> that's what i would want oh that sounds great that's exactly what i would like um here's here's the other thing that i found on the internet the world's largest privately owned star wars collection um suffered a bit of a robbery so um i read about this yeah so uh do you have the name of the uh, here it is uh, Steve Sansweet, right? He is a uh, Star Wars author, a collector. He actually worked, I think, at Skywalker. He used Ranch. to work on on Ran- on Skywalker Ranch, and uh, yeah. he has seriously, guys, uh, literally the world's largest comic. Everything that you could think of of Star Wars, it has. Even according to uh, Kevin Smith, they even have some uh, uh, Star Wars adult toys in his collection. The guy's got everything. He invited a what he considered a good friend to spend a couple uh, weeks there, uh, living there. And the guy uh, decided to steal a couple action figures, sell them off uh, for over $200,000. 
this is a huge collection. Very sad that it was robbed, but it 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 had me ask a question. If you could get something from this collection, and it, he, he bequeathed it to you in his will, so it's you're not stealing, he's given it to you, what is one Star Wars theme thing that you would want from this collection? I don't exactly know what's in the collection. Do, I, do, imagine anything. Cause I'm imagining a, a, a life-size Darth Vader, and I want that. I mean, but you can buy that off, like... You could buy that at a store. Yeah, but I get it for free this way. But think of something that, like, you couldn't just buy. A lock of Harrison Ford's hair. Uh, you could just look at a crashed airplane in a couple of years and probably get that if you really want to. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> a DNA sample of uh, Mark Hamill. Because then I, I would just clone him. And I would make him do the Joker forever. <laughs> just imprison him to do the Joker. Here's here's what I would want. I, I again, I don't know what's in the collection, so we're gonna just make something up. Uh, I would like a uh, life size Tie Fighter, right? A huge Tie Fighter, but inside of it is a bed, and that would be like my room. I would I would I would I would get that in a heartbeat. Okay, all right. I'm sure your wife would be extremely happy with that. Uh, you know why? Uh, that's fine because what I don't care. Whatever. I'm totally keeping that thing. <laughs> It'll be for the kids, right? It's for the kids, Brian. But you know, but but CJ spends most of it's, his time. It's it's there. my fort, right? <laughs> you can't come in. No girls allowed. Nah, not happening. Are you going to stick with your lock of a uh, hair from Harrison? I'm thinking. Ford? I'm thinking. Make something ridiculous up. I make it bet it exists. So I did. I just said I want a lock of a human's hair. I'm sure, but that's easy. He could be on a mask. You know what? If if he had like any of the original scripts or something like that, I'd be down for for that. All right. Or like you know the original like sheet music for the theme. That'd be awesome. I'd frame that shit. Would you take the rejected screenplay of a Star Wars movie? rejected screen yeah like like one that lucas like nah this isn't good enough nah throw that out sure why not would that be it's always cool to see what could have been if you're into with the nerd culture you know that uh we lost an icon uh last week now we record on a on a friday uh and uh, unfortunately uh adam west had passed uh i believe the saturday after we had recorded our our episode so we didn't actually passed that friday night oh did he announce until saturday morning so we obviously uh didn't know didn't get a chance to talk about it um he obviously left a huge impact on a lot of people it was a lot of people's introduction to batman uh and he was uh, a really important figure to a lot of people and uh i wanted to play a message from papa thornton brian's dad who as we know is our, our our comic book Grandmaster, uh, and he had a farewell to Adam West. Well, hello, T-Con nerds. This is a very grief-filled and saddened Papa Thornton just calling in to share with you my thoughts on the passing of the late and great Adam West, the 1960s Batman. Uh, I have to say I was kind of surprised to hear it uh, I didn't even know he had been ailing uh, until I read up on it a little bit. Uh, evidently, it happened pretty quickly, and that's sad uh, because right to the end, he was active and he was uh, still embracing his character from the 60s. And that's kind of one of the things I really admired about him is he never ran away from it or complained about it, typecasting him or any of the things that the stars from the 60s TV 
shows tend to do. He was always gracious and uh, very tongue-in-cheek, had a good humor about it. And uh, I'll tell you, when it came out in the 60s, I was but a wee lad and uh, enjoyed watching it thoroughly because as a kid, it was the first time uh, you had a live-action Batman on the screen. And it was so vibrant, so colorful. The characters were so... Uh, filled with life and, and, uh, and, uh, charismatic. It was just so much fun to watch every Tuesday and Wednesday night from week to week, and I couldn't wait for the next show. And, uh, I remember seeing the premiere episodes, which are obviously the first two that are on the DVD set, and just sitting there with glee as, uh, you and my sons, my son would say, uh, I, I squeed as a kid, just watching the Riddler try to get the best of the Cape Crusader. So it's sad. It's a sad day. It's a, it marks the passing of a, of a somewhat of an era and uh, all i can say is um rest in peace bright night you will be missed see you guys bye i remember growing i mean i, I did indeed actually grow up with this show and and, and the by that time, it was on reruns uh, on TV Land, I think it was. But when I was watching it, like we, we had had, we had had the Batman movie with Michael Keaton come out, at least one of them. The uh, animated series came out in '93, and that was starting to, to kick up. And it, it was very, you know, a much darker tone, and and still, it, it speaks volumes that that show was able to stand the test of time and still hold interest in people who had grown up with a much different Batman. That show was very comical and very accessible to people of all ages. Um, And and it was just a lot of fun, highly enjoyable. And I I got to meet him very briefly. I think it was actually my first Comic-Con. I remember vividly being with my brother at the Philadelphia Comic-Con and he was there and Julie Newmar was there. Oh, wow. The the Catwoman on the show. Yeah. And I was I was maybe 13 and I was very, very much like, you can't talk to them. They're famous. <laughs> like, I, I didn't want to go up to him. And my brother was very adamant. He's like, dude, just let, let's go. Let's go say hi to him. Let's go, you know, t- at least say something to him. Right. And at cons, like, you don't you don't get a lot of time with these people. And, and sometimes, you know, especially lately, like, unless you're in line waiting to get to buy a print or to get something autographed like you don't get up to that table there and we were very fortunate enough to be able to walk straight up to Adam West he he didn't have anybody waiting and my brother uh you know said hey you know i, I just think i think you're amazing huge fan of of your work on batman and he was very very gracious like much much like my father said he was like oh you know thank he did it's like oh thank you son like all all that other stuff and we kind of squeed and I, first off, I think it's awesome that my dad just said squee. Yeah, I know. Um, and, and we just kind of walked away. But like you watching this guy, and he's still like <laughs> I was so funny. I, I remember talking to my brother. He's still putting the moves on Julie Newmar. He's still like kind of <laughs> guiding her around the table and pulling out her chair for her and everything. This guy was like just so charismatic and so you know just enjoyed he truly enjoyed being there like you you can actually go to these cons and some of these people you just know they don't want to want to be there they're just kind of doing it and they're not even doing it to collect a paycheck at this point a lot of them are doing it just to kind of you know further their name sometimes just just to do something 
Yeah, and he and he was very very cool about the entire experience. It was very very nice to to, to kind of have that experience. And when I heard he passed, it was it was it, it's definitely a shame. I I was very you know uh, it, it it was unexpected. Um, and just like my dad said, because you would never know that anything was wrong. Just the right. guy was still doing appearances. He was still doing work. He had, he's just done. Um, he was on an episode of Big Bang Theory uh, for the 50th anniversary of the Batman television series. He had uh, just recorded the audio for uh, Batman Return of the Cape Crusader, yeah. that animated movie, which encapsulated everything that show was. He was you know, doing Family Guy, too. He uh, Honestly, I'm not a huge fan of Family Guy, but he w- is – one of the shining things of Family he, Guy. He was always enjoyable, always funny, um, and, and you know, always kind of, uh, kind of making fun of himself. Almost, yeah, he was. He, a, he would kind of be a caricature of himself sometimes. We we talk all the time about how the the nerd community is a is a really welcoming community. Uh, how we don't try to pigeonhole people. We don't really try to make people feel bad for not loving the same things that we love, but rather taking that passion and, and spreading it a- around the world. And from the stories that you hear and the anecdotes that you you hear, that's what Adam West did, right? He embraced the fact that, yeah, man, I was on this silly – the silly version of Batman, right? And and honestly, I brought you know that brought comic book characters to the television screen, which brought them to the movie screen, which brought them to where we are now. And he knew that that was his place, but he wasn't just going to stay in there. He was just going to let everyone else's passion uh, fuel him, and he's going to spread that around. Uh, he seemed like a really awfully nice guy. I'm sorry, I, I you know I, I missed a chance to to get to meet him. He was at Steel City Con the year that we went, just not that day. Uh, and a lot of people just are, are thankful for the fact that it opened the door to the the nerdy community uh, that that we kind of have now and how acceptable it is. So he was a really cool guy, a very big uh, a big loss within the the comic book world. But however, he left behind a great body of work. Uh, it's definitely always going to be remembered. And uh, I'm really curious to see who else he inspired and the work that's going to come out of it. So. Uh, our our thoughts go out to uh, the West family, and uh, he, he will be missed. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is your nerding news for the week. Uh, I do have a couple of announcements. Uh, we're now doing 15% off all of our t-shirts on shop.thatkindofnerd.com until the 21st. Uh, so you have a limited time to go ahead and get a good discount on that, help cover those shipping costs. You can use the promo code TS0617. Now, there's no way you're going to remember that, so I included it in the show notes. So just go ahead and click that on your podcast player or go to thatkindofnerd.com for more details. Also, again, this episode is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash thatkindofnerd. We again recognize this month's sponsor, Brian Roman, who is our uh, our executive producer. I will call him uh for this month so thank you for all your support and be like brian get access early to these shows get access to our topic list early and get details on the show before it's available to anybody else we are only supported by you guys so no corporate sponsorships it's just by you so please come support our show i want to thank you so much for making us your walk around your neighborhood or your drive to work i am cj mellon this week joined by brian thornton thanks for listening if you love comics and sci-fi and technology, television, video games, and fantasy, well, take a listen to our show, I'm sure you'll see, there's many points where we can agree, 
Like the Martha as a pop, he was just too absurd. And Apple versus Android is a case to be heard. And my Josh was too fantastic for was a turd. Well, welcome to the club, cause you are that kind of nerd. This is this is clearly not saying the show. Is it? I'm editing this week. <laughs> I don't need to know the the how the I don't need to know how the hot dog is made. I was just curious. Which, by the way, have you ever seen a hot dog being made? I did that the other week. Don't do that. Uh, no, I, I don't because I'm not stupid. Highly recommend not doing it. All right, cool. That's Let's talk about these terrible trailers. idea. What is wrong with you? Why would you put yourself through that? I didn't mean to. I did it by accident. How do you accidentally okay. see a hot dog? I was watching. Made? I was flipping through the through the stations on Sling. So I was watching the trailer for Sausage and it Party, said, and it, <laughs> no, said, it said, "Listen, if you like the trailer for like, Sausage Party, you're gonna love it's like, to see how that sausage is made." You know, you're gonna name the episode that, so uh, I don't see. understand why we're arguing. Uh, <laughs> Touche. The whole hot dog conversation is a stinger too. <laughs> FYI, that's what's happening. Listen, I'm not even thinking about the editing process. I'm editing the show this week. <laughs> so anything could happen. Anything goes. It's a mystery box of podcasts. 